All right, welcome to episode 40 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Holy shit, we're at 40. Wow. That's crazy. Like, I just realized this. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. it now. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're joined by Zach. Hi. And Chance. Hello. Rick has died again. <laughs> and I, of course, am Pat, your host. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We're a weekly gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and we just talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. Occasionally, we talk about movies, TV shows. Least favorite holiday. Talking about like holidays we have off or just like any holiday? Any holiday. Just a holiday you have extreme disdain for. Groundhog's Day? The movie's great, but what? that's not a holiday. Fuck you guys, all right? Winter is always two weeks longer, no matter what this fucking animal does. I think Flag Day is stupid. Just unpatriotic. No, just who gives a shit about like the, all the flags in general? Like anyone who's patriotic. I mean, I guess so. But like, why do they have a day? There's so many fucking flags. I think uh, Christmas is stupid. We just offended a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Or Xmas. Sorry. Xmas. <laughs> why do you think it's stupid? think it's stupid to buy people other stuff you know and like other stuff what, like what stuff do you think is okay to buy people well, actually to I mean, be fair like, at its core christmas is wrong jesus was not born on christmas day well yeah but that's the pagan holiday that they took and made into christmas yeah it's dumb you don't like capitalism is that what you're saying yeah i don't like that <laughs> you're sitting at a table communist. <laughs> yeah a communist thanksgiving is better than christmas christmas is another day off so fuck yeah it's great yeah. All right, so before we start our podcast, a little housekeeping here. Let's we'll say happy birthday to Rick's mom. Woo! Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday. What? What? <laughs> happy the, birthday. The German? In German. Oh. Well. Doesn't, like, doesn't like capitalism. Should we say it in a different language as well? Joyeux anniversaire. French. Sal Mubarak. Hindi. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure if Rick was alive, he'd wish you happy birthday himself, but... Unfortunately, he has died again. So that's two. He has one life left. Unless he's a cat, he needs yeah. nine. What? What has three lives? Like any game, typically. Like yeah, I mean, no, that, that's a fair point. Three lives is like. Doesn't Mario start with three lives? I don't know. It's always known to have like three lives. That's just like a cliche. I don't even game. get more like. No. But anyway, Rick, hope you are alive again next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will resurrect on the third day. And the uh, okay. the last thing of housekeeping, uh, next week we'll actually be talking about Comic-Con, Marvel stuff, so we'll, we'll be doing a, a little spoiler cast on Spider-Man Far From Home, so go see it if you haven't, Yeah, like Zach here. Go see the fucking movie. Sorry, I was busy. Get unbusy. That's literally not how busy works. Like, But anyway, this week we'll be talking about... Uh, the new Switch Lite that was introduced, uh, Pokemon is getting some hate, and then uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan, we'll do a, a little preview on that. Uh, but first, what have you been playing? Chance? I have started playing uh, Warframe. Again. It, they had Tenacon, that, that's what they call it, and they introduced a bunch of new stuff. I just started playing that a little bit, and I actually did... We talked about this last time, um, was the auto chess fad going on. I tried it, the League of Legends version, which is team fight tactics. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I still trying to figure out how it works. There's obviously a lot of strategy and RNG to it. So I don't know how yeah. much I like it, but it was interesting. It was fun. So, Zach, what about you? Uh, so 
I didn't get to do a lot of uh, console gaming this week because I was busy with work and coaching. I took the GRE over the weekend, like the, actually the day after last week's podcast. So. You failed, right? No, I did well. So what did you get? 312. What's it scored out of? Maximum is like 340. I know like the average is like 300. So I was above average. So I'll take that. But anyway, so this week I um did a lot of auto chess as well. I played Dr. Mario World or whatever the hell it's called. What do you think of that? Uh, it's it's all right. It's basically like microtransactions. I haven't. I only played like the first fifteen levels, so I haven't really run into that. Right now, I'm still at the stage <laughs> where I have like infinite energy because like the well, game starts with infinite. sixty minutes of game time is for free. Oh, that might have been what I was in because I did fifteen. And then after and... that sixty minutes, you have to they, they limit you, or you can pay five dollars for another sixty minutes of game. Yeah, game. I'm not gonna do that. What the fuck? Um, That's I don't anticipate the, I don't anticipate this being a game I'm gonna play very long. It's like reverse Tetris slash Candy Crush. Like the you put the pills down to get yeah, rid of things and Doctor Mario. Up. Yeah, so it's just like it's all right. It's just whatever. And then I did play a little bit of Borderlands as well. So, you did? Why did you fucking call me? <laughs> the bet is well and truly on. <laughs> when? Uh, <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday night? I can't remember. Where? I think it was on Wednesday. the Xbox, right? Yeah. He, he didn't even send you a text to see. If exactly. <laughs> I fucking told him like, have you been playing it? No, it was Thursday night because I remember I got home. Late. Yeah, I probably could have played. Yeah. Sorry. Zach didn't give a it shit. was late. I didn't. Anyway, so I've been playing uh, more of my friend Pedro. I think I, ta- I talked about it before. It's a fun game. I just, I think I expected a little more from it. It's basically, here's a crazy mechanic, and they keep doing throwing crazy mechanics at you. Here, now you're on a skateboard. Now you're slowing down time. Now you're doing flips. Now you're, like, kicking a, a frying pan and... Now you're dealing with switches and stuff like that, but there's no actual like story to it. I, I thought there'd be a story because there's like a banana character or whatever. So it's okay. I still think Katana Zero is a better game. I'm playing on Switch, by the way. Some of the controls are a little weird. Like you have to hold down both bumpers to aim, split your aim at two different people at two different sides of the screen and do a flip while you're slowing down time and dodge bullets that are coming at you. So it's like a lot of shit that's being thrown at you at once. But when it does work like fluidly, you feel amazing for pulling off some of the shit you do. Okay, right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still going to finish it. I think I'm pretty close to the end, but okay. And then finally, I did play um, Outer Wilds, which I don't know if you guys remember. We've talked about this game before because it was mm-hmm. at the Microsoft Indie yeah. Game Pass, whatever thing that they did, mm-hmm. and it was the game where like the guy was super high when he came up with this game because it's like about camping, and now all of a sudden you're in space. Uh, it's literally one of the best exploration feelings I've had in a game ever. Like mm-hmm. you're an alien that starts off on this planet, and you have to find the launch codes. That's like your first mission. So you have to go to the observatory, talk to the guy, start the quest to get launch codes, and it. I had no idea this was part of the game, but there's a 20-minute death loop. So, like, every 20 minutes, you're going to die. If you don't die somehow horrifically before that by crashing your ship or something like that. But every 20 minutes, the the world ends, and then it resets. But any information you learned stays with you. So the first time you get the launch codes, you have the launch codes for every time after that. So now you can leave the planet. And the whole thing is about this ancient alien race that has uh, been living in this galaxy that is now extinct 
and you're going to these planets looking for their artifacts and their ruins and figuring out what happened to them. And the fucking visuals, the music, like they don't tell you anything. So it's like, once you get off this planet, go explore whatever you want to explore. So I went to this planet that's, uh, it's called the Brit, the Britter, Brittle Hollow. And I'm like, why the fuck is it called that? I don't know. And I landed there and I'm like walking down and then it says like, uh, surface integ- integrity, like 12% or something. And then the surface breaks and I go into a, there's in the center of this planet is a massive black hole. And oh, I wow. fall through the black hole, and it seems like it's that it's the scene from Interstellar. We're gonna go into like yes, the test where like all the light like... is like spinning around it and everything, and I get teleported to the other side of the black hole. So I'm, I'm now on the other side of the galaxy, and my ship is like so far away from me, and I know I'm gonna <laughs> run out of oxygen and fuel before I can get back to my ship. But I'm like, holy fuck, that experience was great. So like, go play that. It's it's free with Game Pass. It's it's like a phenomenal game so far. That just sense of exploration is great. So, yeah. Cool. That's what I've been awesome. talking So, let's get into our first topic here. Uh, Switch Lite was officially announced. So, they, they basically posted a video on July 10th just to YouTube. And Nintendo announced Switch Lite. Here it is. And they went over all the features. So, basically what this is is a smaller portable-only version of the Switch. There's no detachable Joy-Cons. Uh, the only change that it does have besides like your normal switch with the joy cons attached is instead of the four separated buttons on the left joy con. Now there's actually a fully functional D pad, which I know a lot of people wanted or were asking for. Uh, they said there's no plans to add that to a regular joy con, but this is specifically because they knew you weren't detaching it to do the, like the two player, like handing it to someone. So, right. Uh, there's also no IR sensor, so there's no motion controls, there's no HD rumble, there's no kickstand. So a lot of features have been removed. Mm-hmm. And then since it's portable only, there's no HDMI output, it doesn't come with a dock, you can't use it on a dock you already have or anything. Uh, all games that support handheld mode are supported on the Switch Lite. So there's a couple of games that they said that could have some problems, like 1-2-Switch, which deals all with like motion controls and like HD rumble and stuff like that. You can connect other Joy-Cons to it, so it'd be interesting to see if you can play 1-2 Switch on your Switch Lite just using Joy-Cons. Other Joy-Cons. But they never clarified and they said only games that support handheld mode. So uh it's releasing September 20th. It's 199.99. They uh basically took off $100 they removed all these features, made it smaller, lighter, everything. Uh, it's available in yellow, gray, turquoise. There's also a, a special edition Pokemon one that's coming that's like white with... It's like it's like a lighter gray, and it has one side's blue, one side's like red, and then yeah. it has like the legendary Pokemon, Pokemon on the back. Yeah. It actually looks pretty freaking cool. Uh, pre-orders are going to be going live soon. Uh, just to compare it to the original Switch. So the original Switch is four inches high. 9.4 inches long and it has a uh, 6.2 inch screen the switch light is 3.6 inches high 8.2 inches long and has a 5.5 inch screen so basically they made everything smaller including the screen if you guys have a switch you know the bezel is actually noticeable on there like all our phones nowadays have like a really small bezel so you have more of that screen real estate uh, I was hoping that they could make it smaller just by decreasing the bezel, therefore keep the screen the same size. Right. But they went with a smaller screen as well. The benefit to that is 
it it does give you a little bit more battery life. Uh, the normal switch is they said it's anywhere between two and a half to six and a half hours uh, running on just the handheld. Mm-hmm. The switch light is going to be anywhere from three to seven. So huge, half an hour more basically. Yeah. The screen is smaller, so you'd, you'd think that'd be a, a bigger difference, but then also the size of the battery is smaller. Yeah. So that's what accounts for that. Both the Switch and the Switch Lite have support for the SD card, and they come with 32 gigs internal storage. Uh, both have the 720p screen. Nintendo states that it has plans to introduce a data transfer system, so if you're moving from a regular Switch to the Switch Lite, uh, I think the only way you can transfer your games right now is if you have you have to be logged into you have to be an active member of nintendo switch online because mm-hmm. that's what activates the cloud saves right and then you're able to upload and then download your saves to the other one i think what they're trying to do here is to do it in a way that you don't need to be a member of nintendo switch online to do that which would be good because there's some games that don't even use the cloud feature so how would you like Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee, and Pikachu, I think, is one of those games that doesn't use the cloud save. So if you've played 100 hours on your Switch, you can't take that save to any other Switch, which sucks. So you'd think it'd just be like, because all the the 3DSs and everything, just you connected a cable, and it basically cloned everything your old 3DS was with a new 3DS. So I'm assuming they'll do something like that. So now that we know pretty much all the shit about it, what, what do we guys? What do we think? Um, I think it's a good step to kind of um, introduce more for. people to the switch. Yeah, I guess I was trying to use a word, but yeah, pretty much kind of. Get, I was trying to use a word. Well, like, yeah, to get people into using a switch, um, try to get them uh, wean. I guess wean them off of the 3ds. The 3ds. Try to tell everyone, hey guys, you know. 3ds is ending you know get over to the switch this version is a lot more casual it's handheld it's cheaper that's going to yeah. do very well in that aspect i think just because it, it can't display on the tv i think it'll still do very well can you even call it a switch anymore because no. you're not switching between any the whole things. point of it being a switch is that i could switch from handheld to tv, to TV. Yeah. you're literally it's switching light, the mode you're playing you can't even use tabletop mode anymore like right you, like, like i can't tabletop. detach the joy con set it up on the table and yeah. play that way which is like a miniature TV. Which like, you could technically, if you have two other Joy-Cons, you connect to it because it does work with those. Right, but like if I have to go buy Joy-Cons to use it for this, I might as well just go buy a Switch. I'm only $40 yeah. off of that. And you have to go buy a kickstand too because this doesn't have a kickstand. Oh, right. Oh, I mean, I guess I could just like use a book like some cases like. and extra battery packs, which some there's some cases that you can wrap around. Well, that's the thing. Like since this is smaller and different sizes, they may have yeah, to make all a the bunch of new accessories. I think it would be better if it wasn't like only a hundred dollars like they cut the price like completely in half like, like 150 that's, like, like that's if like, you buy a stand by itself i think it's still like 60 70 dollars for a plastic stand right like the other like things plastic, you're going to paying, get you should not be paying a, 70 dollars like for a plastic a stand. dock i mean at that point you might well, as well yeah, just dock like, the yeah, dock, dock is, is what different. i meant to say yeah. Yeah. the like, dock includes their actual <laughs> proprietary whatever because any uh micro usb to hdmi will not work it's their dock that i just wish the dock wasn't so big and bulky they could have made it a lot smaller I guess, mm. and it's still just do the job right. Yeah, and like that's what a lot of people like modified. You know, they make it like super tiny, and you just kind of like slide in there, and it shows your whole switch. And like the dock is very like minor. Well, yeah, there's people who have 3D printed a little case and then removed like the guts of the dock, so just the little plug, and put it in that little 3D printed thing, and now it's just like a thing yeah. that they have. 
you could you you can't do that with this one because this one they're saying it won't even input to a TV. There's no features to externally input it. So yeah, I've always I mean personally like I really found I've used the Switch a lot handheld because that's always what I've liked. Mm-hmm. Nintendo products is they're handheld and I think that's. Part of the reason why I think it's very popular is that type, the fact that you can take it and that you have the secondary option of putting it on a dock and yeah. displaying it. I, I mean, that was the whole point of it is that I can move it from playing handheld to playing it on TV. Like I've played my Switch more on in its dock form than I have handheld. Like the only time I've really primarily used a handheld is when I went on that road trip to North Carolina and I just played it in the car on the way there and on the way back. But every other time I'm like. I can either play it handheld or I have like a 60 inch TV I can put it on. I'm going to put it on the 60 yeah. inch TV. Like if I had Pokemon like, or I've had like I heard a um, Cyber Sleuth as a Digimon game that's already been on the PlayStation like that. Uh-huh. I heard that's coming to the Switch. I'd love to play those handheld. I mostly play it in handheld, but that's because the most of the games I'm playing on Switch are indies. Right. But you better believe Breath of the Wild. Every time I played it, it was on, on dock. docked and yeah. it was with the Pro Controller because that's the yeah. way to play that game. Right. So any major games like that, Paper Mario, when it comes out, because it's coming out, Nintendo, get Paper <laughs> Mario out there. That's my quota. Whenever Paper Mario does come out, I'm going to be playing that docked because that's like a bigger game that I want to play for longer sessions. Yeah. Games like Katana Zero or my friend Pedro, I'm literally playing handheld. Yeah. Well, even like that. Baba is You, I play. I mean, that was fine to play handheld. I'm not throwing that up on a dock. But like me and my friends, like, if we're going to, like, most of the, the game I mostly played has been Smash. Like, that's obviously not going to be handheld. I'm not going to play it on here. I'm throwing it up on the dock so we can all play yes. on the TV. Smash is a game I played both. Like, I played mm. handheld when I'm playing by myself, and then when I'm playing with other people, I play it on the dock. So yeah. um, any big games I'm playing mostly docked, any smaller games. So I feel like for this, like, you're not going to get any big games with this then. Breath of the Wild will work in this. No, no, I understand it will work, but, like, like for example, one game that's coming up that we rather play on the TV than probably a handheld is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Like where you, it's top down, like you know, we right. all control our own character, and I feel like the hack and slash. Thing. I understand the reasoning between like making the light because you want to cater to a more casual audience, primarily like your 3DS audience, and you want to get them moving on to that. But the convenience of being able to go from the yeah, dock what, to a non-dock or vice versa, I feel like this whole just, switch yeah. name. Just I feel like you're like, just better off just getting the regular switch. Yeah, version, like to but. us, the features that they removed is not worth a hundred dollars. Like it right. should have been a bigger price drop for yeah. that to be justified. But I can totally see this being a lot more acceptable to people who don't have a switch yet and are like, I am only going to play handheld. Uh, Pokemon owners or people who only play Pokemon. Uh, 3D current 3DS owners who haven't made the jump yet. This is a much easier pill to swallow, right? I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm already like doing would, their, I'm already doing their job for them. I'm not like at work. Like, hey, you gonna switch it? Well, there's a new version coming out. Like, Two hundred bucks. <laughs> Don't do that. Not if they're gonna pay. <laughs> pay you like no. But um, I I would I would agree with that only if they're just gonna straight up stop supporting the 3DS. Like moving. They're forward. eventually going. So to. funny thing about that, <laughs> they uh. They were asked point blank, like, does this mean support for the 3DS has stopped? And basically they released a statement. Uh, they said they aren't ending support for the 3DS line of systems despite the emergence of the Switch Lite. We continue to support our 3DS family of systems as long as there is a demand, says Nintendo of, American Pre- Nintendo of America President Doug Bowser. What I say to this is, this is corporate speak, basically for them saying yes. Like, <laughs> the fact that there is no Pokemon game... Coming to a 3DS, which means, is going to make more demand. 
Yeah, this year there's no Pokemon game coming to 3DS. So I feel like there's no... That support is already dwindling. This year at E3, or like the last Nintendo Direct, do you remember mention of the 3DS? Well, I think there was, but there were like very minuscule games that were like not even... In their E3? I don't remember. I don't know. I thought like it was either E3 or something else. So maybe it was a... a, I don't know. It's maybe just a Direct that they were just talking about stuff and like... They just threw them at the end at the very end. Or no, they put them in the beginning, and then the real meat of the directs are like the Switch games that are like afterwards. I I think I remember E3 being all Switch, so I think they are stopping support, and they just want to sell more hardware, and mm-hmm. this... Because what what is the uh, 3DS? I think the XL is like 149, 129. I think there's the, the 2DS, which is the... 3ds without the 3d is like 79.99 so that's obviously not comparable to the switch Lite, but it is closer so they do eventually want to get there i think so definitely well it's just a way for them to say oh we're never going to give up supporting it but all the games you want to play are going to be on the switch only so you're going to have to move over whether you like it or not yeah and i just don't think the switch Lite is worth it yeah, to us. Yeah, I mean to us. It. Yeah, and, and but, I guess that's the only way I can speak to it because I'm not speaking from like a 3ds owner's perspective or like a about casual like, gamer's perspective. Like parents, like oh yeah, I'm gonna buy you a $300 console where the controllers come off that you can easily lose or get your like grubby little or swallow. You can't swallow, swallow a Joy-Con. Okay, first, first of all, I think it would be kind of difficult to lose a Joy-Con as well. They're not small things. Like, yeah, but they're they're taking. Them out I understand they're, they're detachable. Friends. Yeah, and they can like throw like, them at the TV or something. Seven shit, or eight like, year olds are not great with keeping I, track of their things. So yeah, I could totally right. imagine they playing outside. They leave it somewhere. They I feel like for it. a seven eight year old, you can just get them a 3ds or something. They wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, but then if you if they're if your kid only plays Pokemon yeah, they and the next to, Pokemon game is coming yeah. out on the Switch Lite and they, not on the 3DS. They go to school and their best friend has the Switch and like, oh, Jimmy has better version Good for than Jimmy. I have. Like, Fuck I, Jimmy. I wanna, I wanna get exactly. Fuck Jimmy. Who gives a shit about him? Go ahead, Chance. I really hope they do make kind of like a... Um, a, like a slight, like a stronger version of, or like a more perfected version of the Switch or something. That's what I'm looking for. If they ever, if they ever were to do that, I would consider upgrading or something yeah, like that. Will, will we ever get a Switch heavy? I hate you so much for this question. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. I, I, hope, I, like, I personally don't think we will. I think Nintendo. No. <laughs> No, like heavy is not going to be the name, obviously. Nah, nah, okay. But I don't think we're not going to. I don't think we're going to get like a beefed up Switch either. I don't think we're going to get a Switch Pro or anything. 4K HDR Switch, <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I think we are going to get a redesigned Switch that might be like a smaller bezel, or you know, they might call it the new Switch or something yeah. like that. But I don't think there's going to be a significant leap in. And te- yeah, we talked about the Switch, the different like the jump in yeah DS or. And the DS. Yeah, they had the 3DS, and then they came out with the new 3DS. And the only difference was they upclocked the processor, I think, and then they added some more RAM to it. But nothing significant enough for it to be game any different. I think all but like one or two games were playable on both. Uh, they did add a, a C stick. That was the main reason they did that because the 3DS didn't have a second control stick, so they added a C stick to make certain games easier to play. Uh, the Switch already has both sticks and can run games fairly well. I don't think Nintendo needs any more power than it has right now. Because we've already seen Breath of the Wild looks great. Right. Um, 
Super Mario Odyssey was great. Uh, I don't think you're going to see... You might see, like, a bigger battery. I, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a better screen. But I, I think even 1080p is a stretch for them because the way that they've done it, they've locked the Switch that in handheld mode, it uses less of its actual RAM and clock speed and everything. So the games are actually running less because they want you to conserve battery when you're in handheld. When right. you put it in the dock... It's being charged. Like. It, it's being charged and it unlocks more. So games run at 1080p. Right. When they're handheld, you only have a 720p mm-hmm. screen to work with. So obviously that makes sense. I personally think Nintendo is not going to do like a, a Switch Pro. I think they might do like a Switch... Like a perfected version? So kind of just like a slightly like better features? Yeah, I mean... Every obviously it would never be enough to upgrade. does but. that. Yeah, like... That's the thing. I don't. I don't think it'll be enough that you'll see a jump in quality or even the amount of games, like how good they run. I think it'll just be like parts are cheaper. We've streamlined the process. Here's a two hundred fifty dollars switch that has a bigger screen or like is now ten eighty p or something, and has a better battery life. But nothing that's going to be like Maybe Mario like the runs. Joy-Con's gonna have like grip or something. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> nothing that like here. Uh, Breath of the Wild runs at 60 FPS on this one versus 30 FPS on the, the Switch Lite. Like, stuff that we've seen in the Xbox One S versus the Xbox One X. Do you guys think the Switch Lite will, like, sell well? I oh, think I, yeah. I think a lot of people will transfer from the DS over to the, the Switch Lite. I feel like at this point, then, people would have just switched from... Like, just switched, poor pun. Mm-hmm. They would have already gone to a Switch already. The The reason they didn't get the Switch was because it was 300 already so this being a hundred dollars cheaper is an easier pill to swallow i think you'll see some casual people do that plus parents don't know like oh a new nintendo console i'll get them this whatever this is the cheapest version of the switch right yeah i'll get this i mean i guess i feel like i feel like he's buying a switch like compared to a switch is just dumb yeah for what you're for what you are missing i mean even a casual person can like look at that and be like literally if a person has a 3ds only for pokemon and then this is their cheapest entry to get pokemon they're like i'm never going to play pokemon on the screen anyway i feel like i mean but how many people who how many people are there no but how many people are there for nintendo that only play pokemon I'm I mean, sure a lot. there's I a mean, it's shit like, it's ton Nintendo of people. Only, like, no, I know, but like that's the only like, Nintendo I mean, game a lot of they play. play Mario. Like, what happens when you beat Pokemon? Like, well, you don't just keep replaying it. You have there's to play so sh- many Pokemon. They come. They literally came out with one every year. No, I understand that, but like at the end of the like, those games aren't difficult to beat or whatever. So like, you get through them. Like, how, do they have great replayability? Yes, not really. Catch like, them all. Trade I'll, with your friends. I yeah. There's I, exclusive I, ones. You, you you beat the the red. Now there's the blue. Like this is Nintendo's whole marketing. Well, and then and I hate their marketing scheme. I guess is what I'm getting down to. It's, it's fucking like, genius. They're selling like, multiple copies of games and multiple hardware now. I I think this is yeah. I think the Switch Lite might even sell better than the Switch. That'd be so dumb. I'd be so. I'd actually be beyond furious if the Switch Lite sold better than the Switch. Think about it. Parent has the one Switch for themselves, and then they have two kids. Like, oh, I have to buy two separate Switches for them. That'll be 300 each. I can buy two Switch lights. I'm saving $200. That's the option I'm going with. It'll be easier for them. If, if anything happens to it, that's less of an investment that's gone to waste. Now this household has two Switch lights versus one Switch regular. Are we just calling the Switch the regular now? 
Switch regular. Switch regular. Switch classic. It shouldn't be called a Switch Lite. Switch Legend. It's not a Switch anymore. This is Nintendo. They went with the Wii U Switch as a name, all right? Switch original. <laughs> do, you, do you know their naming scheme for 3DS? 3DS. New 3DS. 3DS XL. I'm not defending their naming XL Lite. scheme. I'm not. New 3D XL Lite. The Game 2DS. Boy. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Game, Game Boy Advance Game SP, <laughs> which I had. Which is that special? What does that mean special? Who the fuck knows? Like, who cares? Like, so yeah, it, it's definitely I think a smart move. I mean, there's a lot I of mean, people who have like switches. They're like, you know, like I want to get this new version of the Switch. Like, even if it may not be the best, like they're just. Are wanna, you like, one of these people, Trans? No. <laughs> so you're saying that there are people who are like I'm willingly going to get something that is worse than what I have. I mean maybe you can like turn your switch in for like $100 or something and There's then... people who are just collectors that will buy anything you No, that buy. that's a completely different thing. Like if you're into this like collectible stuff, that's a well, completely like, different like, thing. Yeah, you know, I already know people who have been posting online like, yeah, I have my switch that's going to stay in the dock that I have now and then I'm going to buy this just for when I'm on the go. That's so stupid. <laughs> I know. The Switch itself to... is on the go. You tell that person, whoever it is, they're a fucking idiot. It's People don't think rationally when it comes to stuff like this. And then there's those people who are just like the technophiles that want the new thing, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I was meant to say. Chance traded in his 3DS for the new 3DS. Yeah, I did that. Did it make any sort of difference on what he was playing? No, not, not really. At all. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do you that? You just have to have like that, that smell when you open it up. It's like Christmas. That he hates. It's the stupidest thing. Yeah, you hate Christmas. This is. <laughs> oh, I, that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just nice to have. I mean, I feel like you're just proving my point. It's just a dumb thing to do. So, Even at some point. The casual gamer has to be like, this isn't worth it. No, they don't know what's not worth what's not you, worth it. Not everyone is an idiot. Yes, like, everyone is we an have idiot. to assume most people are stupid. Everyone is an but idiot. Like, you overestimate the casual gamer. I must, because I'm like it's so it's so basic, right? If there's something called like a switch light, logic would dictate that there is a previous version of this. Which one's newer, though? There's the people who will always buy the newer one, whatever it is. There's the uh, iPhone X? S or whatever. They come out with the iPhone 9 and the 9S. I bet someone bought that $1,000 stand. Yeah, and at this point, iPhones are so common. Like, There's no person who should be like, I'm going to get the iPhone 10. X, whatever the fuck it's called, right after getting the nine, after spending a thousand. The people do that all do every yeah, time, and, 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 they're, the and they're idiots. They're all morons. Yeah, and like, those are the same people that are going to buy the Switch Lite. I hate, I hate people. They have the money to do it. I've lost faith it. in humanity. It's just like, will you get a Switch Lite? No, <laughs> Jesus God. No, like I said before, I just want like a perfected, maybe slightly better, enhanced version. Let's say tomorrow your Switch. Right now you have breaks. Yeah. Would you get a switch replacement or would you I'd probably get the light switch light because it's like it'd be cheaper obviously and I don't care too much about the joy cons so I usually play a handheld so I probably would get the light there you go what about you? Your I'm not getting tomorrow. You're getting I'm buying light. another switch because the point is that it's in the dock or it's not like that is the point I mean, I'm obviously going to just take care of my Switch so it doesn't break, but... Wow. You can't just give us that scenario. <laughs> you can like, skip that scenario. You, yeah, you cannot just that. give us that scenario and then be like, oh, I'm just going to take care of mine. Where's your like, Switch? <laughs> you're going to break it? Yeah, so I, I definitely think this is a brilliant market strategy. The good thing about this is the 3DS is probably dead. 
I'm not going to go it's as far fine, to say it's, it's dead. I can't agree in saying that it's brilliant because I disagree with it fundamentally. But I understand the premise of what they're doing. Because th- there's been some games that have come to 3DS while the Switch was out where I'm like, what the fuck are you thinking, Nintendo? Like, uh, Metroid Samus Returns was only a 3DS title. Mm-hmm. Now they, they can do that for just the Switch. Yeah. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. <laughs> Time for not slow news. For... Since Rick has come down with a case of death, we will have new management for this one. Uh, I'll be running it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, not so news is uh, a lot of stuff happens, not just in the gaming news community or whatever. So what we do, we can't talk about everything. I'll take the headlines and I'll tell you them really fast and you have one sentence to react to them. Everyone ready? Yeah. All right. So V1 Interactive, a new studio led by Halo co-creator and former creative director at Bungie, Marcus Letho, announced... Disintegration, a new sci-fi first-person shooter. Um, I mean, he sounds really interesting. Well, like, he made Halo, so I'm interested. It looks really cool. Yeah, co-creator of Bungie. I trust him. Let's do this. Co-creator of Halo. Whatever. He <laughs> does creative shit at Bungie. We trust him. He's a creator. Microsoft patent reveals detachable Joy-Con style controllers. It's fucking dumb. It's so stupid. I think it's a brilliant idea. Not everything can be brilliant. It's like, like come on, it attach them. it to your phone. And For like, fuck's play. sake, like honestly, that's amazing idea. A lot of patents, nothing happens with. So I think that's what this is going to be. Amazon Game Studios is developing a Lord of the Rings MMORPG. I don't play MMORPGs often, but I love Lord of the Rings, so I might try it. I play a lot of MMOs, so if it does well, I'll look, definitely look into it. I didn't finish the last Lord of the Rings game, and I'm not trying this one. Microsoft Germany accidentally releases trailer stating Final Fantasy VII Remake will be released day and date on Xbox One as PS4. All right. Mistake is the keyword there. Yeah, I heard that yeah. it's not going to. It's just that was just an accident. But... All right. I think it's definitely com- this confirms it's coming to Xbox One, just probably not day and date. Game of Thrones prequel will feature Starks, Direwolves, and a hundred kingdoms, but no Lannisters. Good, because no one gives a shit about the Lannisters. Yeah, Lannisters suck. How can they forget about America's favorite family? Partial sight has been restored to six blind people via implant that transmits video images directly to their brain. It's actually like really cool. I read that article. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's the future is here now. Pretty soon, we'll be able to get ads directly in your brain like Futurama. They can't stop us, says Petition. More than 250,000 people pledged to storm Area 51 to uncover alien secrets. I've joined that group, and I have signed this petition, and I have said that I'm going to the event, so I will see you all on September 20th. I have my uh, popcorn ready. I'll be watching the news. (laughs) See how the aftermath is ready. I'm ready to see some... Some aliens. I'm pretty sure they can stop all of you guys. Not if we Naruto run. And that was not so neat. Alright, so time for our second topic here. Uh, Pokemon is getting some hate. Pokemon's getting a lot of hate. Shocker. Absolutely shocking. Pokemon getting hate. So, uh, yeah, this has kind of been building up for a while. Uh, The new games, Pokemon Sword and Shield, have slowly been revealed. And uh, it started off, the first thing I saw of it was... uh, couple weeks ago when people posted a screenshot and might have been at right after e3 a couple people posted a screenshot from uh pokemon the the gameplay that they showed from pokemon sword and shield and then they had posted a screenshot side by side comparison of a tree 
in uh, Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild. So you have the tree from Shield. You have the tree from Breath of the Wild. God, the tree from Shield looks like shit. I know, <laughs> and then the tree so from bad. Breath of the Wild looks so detailed. So people are like, "This is the level of games that can be made on the Switch." Switch, and this is level of games that You're is being currently. made. Like, yeah, <laughs> like ridiculous. And uh, there's also that someone then took that same thing and added a side by side comparison of a tree from. Uh, Akinir of Time. And people were like, this looks closer to what Sword and Shield is than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, so, you know, people are getting hate on it, basically saying it's it's not living up to the graphical power that it should, and this is your first console game, and you're not treating it as such. You're not giving it yeah. VIP effort, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't. Like you're it- not giving it very important person effort? I mean, I'm just saying you're not giving it, like, the best you can get. You know what I mean? No, they're not. Like, and rightfully just... so, people should be upset. And if we're going to go back to, like, the Switch Lite thing where this is something I would expect for a Switch Lite. You deliberately paid for something that's worse. But you spent money on a Switch expecting the kind of graphical power that it says it can have, and they're just shitting around with it. Yeah, I mean, to play devil's advocate here, though, different developers focus on different things. So, obviously... Just because a game looks that great doesn't mean every game will look that great. Maybe they're focusing on AI or something that, you know... I mean, they have the Pokemon effort. moving around. That was new, I guess. I don't know. Like, Yeah, that was, that was another thing. So they announced that all the Pokemon are not going to be available because in the previous Pokemon games... Yeah, I was going to get to that. That's another backlash. The previous Pokemon games, uh, it, ha- it included like all the games that were in the game... Or all the Pokemon that were in the game... And then you could trade from the old games to the new game, and all those were transferable, and mm-hmm. you can battle your pocket monsters, and everything was cool. But now, this one, they said you can't actually trade old Pokemon that are not in this game to this game because this is the first 3D game, so they need 3D renders of uh, every, every Pokemon, Pokemon, and yeah. that's something that they haven't been able to do because there's like what... 2,000, 3,000 Pokemon by this point? Uh, there's not that many, but... Um, <laughs> like, people are like just that. mad. Everyone keeps saying the catchphrase, like, oh, what happened to catch them all? Because it's like, you know, you're kind of abandoning your, you know... Your but you're original, not even catching them. Your you're trading motto. them to your things. So you're not even catching them. But then they also came out with, already the, caught with like, the Pokebank. Then, like, so this will be the first, like, I guess you would say mainstream hardcore Pokemon game. Um, and, like, what's the point of the Pokemon bank that they made and all these, like, they made Pokemon Sleep and all, well, they all apparently connect to Pokemon Pokemon Home. What? It's all for Pokemon Go. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you can also interact with, like, the the short Sword and Shield, too, and, like, the fact that you can't even put those on that game, on the newest Mm. game, it's like, so they're just gonna sit in the bank, I guess, or you have to use them for something else? Oh, you're also, speaking of, like, things that, like, obviously developers are gonna focus on certain things. They made a big deal about this whole, like, wild area thing. So you'd think that trees that would be in the wild would be shit you could render properly and actually make it look decent. Yeah, and this is also their first, like you said, this is their first 3D game. They haven't done this before. So maybe that's the reason. They just didn't think the trees were that important at that point. I mean, I guess. I mean, they could still improve it. I mean... No, right? this is. I guarantee you. This I thought is. I no, saw I something of them improving it or something. I don't see them d- wasting their time. This close that. to launch, no way that's yeah. being improved. That's such like a. To be fair, we're like really harping on a. To be honest, a minuscule detail. Yeah. Like personally, mean, I'm not going to get the trees thing. The tree, is just like, like showing you what the bigger issue is. If that's the right. thing that's happening in the trees, even the what animations could, ha- what could be happening other 
places. Yeah. Even like, the animation in this game has caused some backlash because they did show in the most recent trailer, they had uh, a little Pokemon doing a tail whip. And the animation was just like so stiff. It's and like it's wiggling his like, butt. Like yeah. it's just moving the model back and forth. And then someone did a side-by-side comparison because people love to do that apparently. <laughs> uh, they did a side-by-side comparison with I think Pokemon Stadium where they showed Tail Whip from like a Vulpix or something. That was like much more detailed and stuff. And that's a game from the N64. So it's not as big of a leap yeah. as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean people knew it was going to be a level up. But I guess people were expecting like something extraordinary like... But wouldn't you expect the jump to be extraordinary? Or is that far-fetched Well, that's the thing. We've been trained that way. Because look at fucking Breath of the Wild. Look at Odyssey. Right. All these games that have come out. So there's no reason for us not to expect that, right? So people do have... Like, they are well, it's like well within their rights to be upset. It's like their flagship that's huge, like Pokemon. Right. Like, this like, is this on. is like, your game without which you would not exist, Put your basically. best effort into it. Like, like, or, like, your franchise, rather, or whatever. But, like... Well, it's, like, one of their flagship ones. But, again, this is not developed by Nintendo. It's actually, I believe, Game Freak. I think this hate is justified, but I can also see their side of the argument. Like, Game Freak has always developed for the 3DS. Going, like graphically has never been like their forte like the pokemon games whatever you think about those games graphically they've not been like the pinnacle of even that system that they're on like the 3ds had much better looking games than pokemon oh yeah i mean so people expecting this to look like breath of the wild when breath of the wild is like from the developers of zelda that you know know the system that you know is from nintendo itself versus game freak who this is the first time they're handling this hardware and everything. It's just that was probably something that you were going to get disappointed in no matter what. But so. even still, they're like professional developers. This is like li- this is literally their job. Yeah, and how much so time guess, have they had to develop this versus how much time did Breath of the Wild have? Because this was announced because we knew they, they did Pokemon Let's Go that came out last year, right? They probably worked on this game two years maybe. I mean, even still, like, if that's the deadline you have, I'm sorry, this is your job. Like, I hate to be that way, but, like, your job is to do this, to develop the game, to make it look good. Yeah, as and best I'm as you sure can. they're like, doing the best they can. Right, but it's just I'm like, saying that people are complaining because it does, they're expecting too much. Yeah. Oh, I, I did want to say one other thing. So the people who've been complaining about how long does it take to render stuff, you know, Pokemon models in 3D? It probably only takes like five minutes of Pokemon. You guys are just being lazy or whatever. I mean, that's just dumb. Like to be like, you're being lazy. Trying to like show I can do a better job. Than like, you like to tell a game developer they're being lazy. Yeah, in that's, that's, is just, dumb. Just that's like, the disconnect from the gamer to the, uh, the other to the developer. Like, like the, yeah, the other side of the game. Like, yeah. The hashtag five minute Pokemon renders started trending and people were posting stuff that they went in themselves. Mm-hmm. That took them five minutes to render. So this is... Look up, look up some of these. Like, these are just, like, ridiculous... Like, shitty-looking renders? Yeah. Yeah, because you can't render something in five minutes. Yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That's like, that's, that's okay, first... Again? Yeah, it's a Blaziken. Like, what are you trying to render? Like... <laughs> they couldn't do the wings with just like orbs and stuff. So yeah, if you guys, I know like I can't describe all these to you, but uh, go look up the hashtag five minute Pokemon renders. Some of these are like nightmarish creations here. And that's why those people aren't professionals. And also yeah. you, I couldn't possibly expect anybody to render something in five minutes. Exactly. Like, so that's, like that's, that's, that's moronic. That yeah. level of 
uh, criticism is stupid. That's the disconnect. And I, I don't think any of these people at Game Freak are lazy or not trying to do the best. No, I'm sure can. they are trying to do the best. I they think can, it's just like, time constraints, hardware constraints, mostly time constraints. Cause they've had two, maybe three years to do this. And there's so many fucking Pokemon and that's what you want to focus right. on. Right. But also that trees. being said, just because they are trying their best and that stuff, that still doesn't like eliminate them from criticism. Oh, yeah, Obviously, totally. like, like it goes without saying, like, you're still going to be held accountable for the work that you do. And that is completely uh, within the fact that, yes, we understand that they're working their hardest and they're trying their best. Because I don't think, especially at that level, if you work for Game Freak and you're working on these games, you're not going to half ass it. You're going to like you're going to give it your all. So Pokemon's coming out. People aren't happy about it. Fuck them. They'll fix it. It'll all be good. Sounds about right. <laughs> like, honestly. I'm sure the next game, you'll only have a year to wait until the next game. and They'll they'll fix it in one big patch after release. <laughs> Just one be- enormous <laughs> patch. It's basically a brand new fucking game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. Community questions. Huh? Community questions. For those of you who don't know what it is, what we do here, we will go Ask out on to the... questions. Yes. To... To not insult your intelligence, that's what we do. We go on social media, we ask you guys questions, you answer it. Out here in Columbus, Ohio, is one of the hottest days of the year. I don't know if you guys went outside at all today. It was fucking dreadful. It was so hot. Um, so I asked in the R Gaming um, thread, I asked them, with it being one of the hottest days of the year, what's your favorite uh, summertime slash summer-themed uh, video game to play? To give you guys some time to think. I said, mine is Super Mario Sunshine, because, I mean, come on. That's too easy. Sunshine. Like, yeah, it's my favorite summer theme game. I'm sorry. Like, um, let's see here. Uh, Pika Toasty said Sunshine as well. Butter Your Bacon uh, said Uncharted 3. You, <laughs> you literally almost die in the desert. Um, I'd probably have to say, like, League of Legends. They have uh, pool, pool skins for certain characters. Like, one of my favorites is Ziggs. He's a little yordle. And he, can, his, he has bombs, but they just make them into water balloons. And then he wears, like, a big, like, a... Uh, swimming tube thing and he has like the right. you know, arm things like little kids wear I, think I, really I cool. hope you both know neither of us know what a yordle is it's just one of the races in the game okay that doesn't one like the, the little cute for races. races did you say races no it's one races. of the racists in the game anyway uh so i, I don't think of it like as a, a summertime theme game or anything but this game came out in the summer and basically i played it like all of june and whatever and mm-hmm. now i just associate that with like june now so Last of Us came out June, like right around E3 Mm. was a fucking phenomenal game. And it stuck out to me because usually games don't come out in the summer for some fucking reason. Summertime is a lull. Everybody's outside. It's so stupid. No, the best time to release a video game is in the winter because nobody's going to be outside. It's in the summer when you have the kids have the time to play games. Any anyway. winter time is the same thing. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just brought logic into the reality here for you. Like, well, I brought logic too. You have most kids have free time at that point. Yeah, so and what are they going to be doing? Out. They're going to go outside and play. No, it's summertime. You want it's them warm. in front of your product year round. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it came out during June, and I fucking this is a phenomenal game. If you haven't played Last of Us, go play Last of Us. Uh, it's remastered for the PS4 now, so you have no excuse if you have a PS4. Uh, it's it's fucking phenomenal, and I can't wait for Last of Us too. All right, so uh, what we wanted to do for this last topic was uh, kind of do a preview of an upcoming game, because uh, I think 
what this company is doing is very interesting, not only with their game, but their plans for future games. So we're going to talk about the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan. So this is developed by Supermassive Games. They're known for Until Dawn, Hidden Agenda. They also did uh, Bravo Team and Inpatient. The last two were PSVR exclusives. Yeah, so Supermassive Games has been known to work. They have a close relationship with Sony. Uh, in fact, they use the Decima engine, which is Guerrilla Games' engine for Horizon Zero Dawn for Until Dawn. So yeah, that's how those two games are connected, not just by Dawn. Now that they're kind of branching out, partnered up with Bandai Namco. So this is their first foray into multi-platform. Uh, they're, the way they pitched the Dark Pictures was they see it as a series of eight games. Each game is a standalone horror title. Basically, they want to get to a release schedule of two games per year. So every six months, a new game would come out. And these are going to be like smaller experiences because Man of Medan is $30 itself. So... Don't expect something like Until Dawn, which was like a movie. They want it to be more like a couple episodes of a TV show, like a smaller bite-sized experience. Um, each game will be in the same universe, but will be a completely self-contained story. Uh, the idea is that you can play any of them in any order and still get like the same experience. Uh, there's three games currently in active development, one of them being Man of Medan, obviously. The only major aspect tying these games together is uh, a figure called the Curator. And he's like basically think of the um, Rod, Rod Serling from uh, Twilight Zone or the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. You know, he's the guy who introduces the story but isn't a character in the story. Right. So um, they say they, they have an arc planned out over the course of eight games for him. But. They didn't give any details of what that would be or whatever. And the fact that you can play these in any order. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how like an arc works if yeah, there's not so chronological maybe movement. It sees so. your save file like, oh, this is the first, first Dark Pictures game you played. So we're going to play the first animation bit of this or like for, whatever. Yeah, you know? and then that'd be an interesting thing to do. But yeah, either way, um, this sounds really interesting. Uh, each game is going to have a different game director, different screenwriters, different actors, and entirely separate dev teams. This is how they have three games in active development, and they want to get to that cadence of two games a year. So the gameplay is kind of going to be the same for all of them. If you've played Until Dawn or any other supermassive games, you know they, they focus on story. So basically the story's playing out. You control the character. You're moving around the environment. You're interacting with things. Uh, quick time events happen. There's uh, dialogue choices, dialogue choices, and all these things that determine where your story's headed. So there's going to be there's multiple endings. There's different branching paths. Uh, Until Dawn used a really cool mechanic where every time you did something that changed the story, a little icon would pop up saying like a butterfly effect has happened. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? This is kind of an ambitious project that they're they're running. And yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with me is that having different screenwriters, actors. Well, I guess actors isn't really a big deal, but having different screenwriters and development teams, you risk the um, a possible drop off in quality. Um, that's see. thinking more cynically about it, I guess. But I actually forgot to mention this. But they said each game will tackle a different sh- subgenre of horror and touch on completely different tropes. So they'll so, have specific dev teams for those tropes and like screenwriters and yeah, such for those so things. So basically like horror is such a massive 
genre. Yeah, it, it encompasses so much. Like everything's right. under this horror umbrella. But right. you could have like a zombie movie or like aliens. a teen s- slasher or aliens or you know right. so many different subgenres. Yeah, you, you have sci-fi so. horror. You can have fantasy horror. You right. can have so. Well, I mean, if they're horror. finding the right people for like like people do that specialize in those subgenres, then having that drop off in quality that I think of cynically would be less likely to happen. Um, yeah. And it's, they're also so. experimenting on different things. So it feels fresh every time. Yeah. So. And yeah, I mean, I've, I don't have a problem with um, a would company trying it? to be ambitious. No, I would never play it, but that's because I hate horror things and that's never going to change. Um, I'm going to look at it objectively from a like logistical standpoint and how they're making the game and comments on it. But no, I will never play these games, but that's more of a personal thing than anything else. What makes me excited for this is like, I've played until dawn. We've all actually played hidden agenda. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do this type of game very well. I think they tell the story. Well, they have compelling characters. Yeah. I liked it. It's like a movie. Great. It was like a movie. Yeah. You got to direct, but like, how quickly you like built an affinity for the character and like what was happening again. I mean, you're playing the game. So like you are getting immersed. Exactly. And different people will have different affinities for different characters. Right. Their whole thing is you choose the fate of these characters. So if you really like a character, you can have him. You you, try to keep him alive or you could have someone else you don't like try to kill him or whatever, you know? So, um, they do this really well. And the fact that they, have enough confidence or have enough funding from Bandai Namco or whatever to take on a project this ambitious really gets me excited because I know three games are in active development. We're getting at least three of these games right now. Depending on how well they do, the, the plans might change or their funding might change or whatever. But my I have trust in them because of the other games I've played, and I think they can do this really well, so I'm really excited. Plus, I think the horror genre is such a rich place to explore with these different you know games and sh- subgenres and stuff like that so it really makes me excited for this yeah i mean i've i haven't played um until dawn but i've watched a lot of people do the walkthrough and um people find it really fun to like play the game without anyone dying and like mm-hmm. um try to get all like the, the story games. was so interesting like it was like typical teens going off to a cabin to do drugs and sex and party and drink whatever and then there's a creature and you're like what the fuck and then you find out yeah i'm not go go play because i think it's it was part of playstation plus for free and it's probably just the story goes crazy like it's like not what you expect and it's like a movie so you are super immersed into the experience and and um, they work with like high profile actors too like hayden panettiere was in until dawn so was rami malek mm -hmm. oscar winner so yes Definitely. Deservedly so. <laughs> I, I'm really glad they have the funding to do this, and I'm, I'm excited for where they're headed. Uh, let's talk a little bit about their actual first game that's coming out, Man of Medan. So this is five playable protagonists that you switch between. Different, if you played Until Dawn, it's kind of similar. Like you were controlling different teens for different story scenarios. Uh, this is the same, so you're not like making your character or anything. They have characters in mind. They have... Sean Ashmore is actually in this one, Iceman, um, if you know that. He's also in Quantum Break, so he's doing a lot of game acting. Your choices can lead to a character's death. It's possible to have every character survive or have every character die or any combination combination in in between there. Uh, So it allows for a lot of replayability. Basically, the premise is as a group of uh, Americans travel to the South South Pacific Ocean for vacation, but a storm approaches, they find themselves trapped in a sunken, cursed ghost ship. 
and that's something that they haven't really uh, dealt with, like Supermassive has dealt with. So I'm excited to see where they're headed. Until Dawn was set in a cabin, Hidden Agenda was like multiple locations in the city, yeah. and this one's on a ship. So they have very they're really broadening their, their yeah settings and stuff. Uh, the interesting thing about this and all of Dark Anthology here is uh, uh, the way that you can play this. So they have the classic solo mode, which is just how all their other games have been. Like You control every character at every point. You're making all the choices. You're making all the decisions. Then they added a two to five player game night mode. So every time it switches to a different character, it'll prompt you to pass the controller to someone else. So you might be able to pick like, oh, I want to control this character or this character or whatever. And you're just passing it off and playing it together as a group. You have that communal experience. They said they wanted to do this because they saw how many people were playing Until Dawn like this. And they said they would be stupid not to capitalize on it. It makes it like that communal experience. And it's like kind of more immersive than just watching a movie, right? Right. And then this is the really interesting part. So they added a two-player online co-op mode. So basically, you control a set of characters. Whoever you're playing with on co-op, your buddy also controls a set of characters that are different from yours. You're going to be playing the story at the same time. So you'll have something on your screen dealing with your characters while they're playing on the screen dealing with their characters. If you guys are in the same scene, you guys will have like this a similar perspective. So during that scene, like the, the one a little bit of gameplay that they showed... Uh, you are being taken hostage by these people who come on your boat and start like kidnapping you or whatever. So you're tied up. Mm-hmm. So the fir- the first person, like player one, had to stand up and untape the mouth of player two. Right. And then player two had the option to untape either the player one or one of the other people there or whatever. Basically, if you're in the same scene, you're getting the same information or whatever. Right. But at the same time, if those characters are in different locations, you each are getting different interactions different information you can choose to share this with your friend if you're in a party or whatever which obviously would be the way you think people yeah. would play or you can screw them over yeah that's what they said they, they actually <laughs> found out people were keeping information and like saying like i'm gonna try and keep my characters alive while you try and keep your characters alive let's go <laughs> right and uh kind of make it like a competition like. yeah and then making decisions together like you're not the only one influencing your story was a real interesting way to do that because yeah you can pass off the character and some or pass off the controller and someone else is making the decisions for the party mode but this is happening at the same time it adds that conversation aspect to it so if you're doing something in this scene and someone else is doing something in this scene because a lot of times in horror movies people split up yeah when you get back you have that conversation naturally like oh fuck what happened oh shit this guy came all that shit so it sounds super interesting and I can't believe no one had done this before. Yeah. It seemed like such a logical like thing they, to do. Like they had the gameplay I was watching. Like first of all, graphically it looks amazing, and then like it was just so cool. Like like you said that like you had the option to take the tape off. What if like you got they took the tape off of you and you mm. just chose not to take yeah, the tape exactly. off of them? <laughs> right. And then you know, and then they do the the people the pirates try to take over your boat. They like interrogate you one by one. Right. And it showed one player, you know, got picked and they picked him up and brought him out and the other players just like looking through the, the door window can't hear or see anything you know you can go out there and like 
give them all the information like yeah I didn't tell them much and you know this is what they said and then you could straight up lie right <laughs> and then they go out you know it's just yeah. like you can do some really fun stuff with yeah. it it's and it adds to the replayability because obviously when you're playing by yourself you're gonna play every character every way but you don't know what that other person is gonna do even if they're your friend or not or whatever you know so right. it adds I think another layer to that and maybe could get you to a different scenario you didn't think you could get to before so um it kind of reminds me of a way out you remember that yeah, yeah. i was about to say that like it reminded me how like um one of the parts well i guess one of the furthest parts we got to is when you're like we both got to the hospital part because we got in a fight with each other to like, yeah, escape yeah. and yeah. uh yeah you one person has to do one thing and the other person has to do another and it's like you can see them do it yeah, yeah but that was the difference because diff- i could always points. like when me and pat played through like we could always see what was happening on the other person's screen yeah so this like, takes that away this takes that, that away but also like an interesting element yeah it. but also like what happens is, is um like way out i mean naturally way out was scripted yeah so, much more scripted so like we could only do so much to like change what was happening to yeah, our characters Right, I mean, like, because you'd either like because you couldn't complete the mission without doing what they scripted you to do. But for this, you have free reign to kind yeah. of just like do whatever you, you like want. Like, if you lose, you die, and that's yeah. that continues the story. But right. like in the other game, it was like you lose. Oh, respawn. You have to again. respawn. I mean, like there were a couple times where we were doing stuff, and like Pat would like deliberately kill us both or something, <laughs> or like deliberately kill me. All we did was just sit there something. for hours doing the dart game. Oh, oh yeah, it was a horseshoe. Oh yeah, it was horseshoe. We did horseshoe. We did baseball. We did arm wrestling. Yeah. Push-ups. We're very so competitive. Like, so we yeah. like everyone. Like, the, almost everything we ran into, we would like try to compete with each yeah. other. The piano one was difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like actually like having the story progress um, without knowledge of what's happening yeah. on the other end is what makes it incredibly difficult, but even more interesting and. It it is weird that nobody else has like really come up with it, but maybe they just didn't find a good way to do it. Because like, it'll be it would take a lot of work because you have yeah. to have these branching paths. You have to have choices for one person plus mm. choices for another person, and you have to commit to like yeah, yeah, and then you have to commit to taking into account like every possible scenario, which could be like incredibly yeah. time consuming. Like it is a branching pattern. Like one one decision could have like hundreds of different outcomes yeah you have to essentially write 10 different scenes knowing that they're only going to experience one or two of them maybe right so it so, takes a lot of time yeah and a lot of effort and most companies probably or developers probably aren't willing to do that but if this is kind of like with um super massive like if this is like your mo then why not take advantage and go with it so yeah, yeah i really wish they would do they haven't announced anything yet but i, I don't I think they would have announced it if they were going to do it this way. A way out had the thing where if one person had the game, they could invite any person, anybody else who even if they didn't have the game, right, could play the game for free. Mm-hmm. That would really, I think, help this. But it doesn't seem like they're going that route. Uh, regardless, it comes out August thirtieth and is only twenty nine ninety nine. It's coming out for Xbox, PS four, and PC. Even though most of the marketing is for PlayStation, it makes it seem like it's an exclusive. But no, it's coming out for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it just seems with everything we're seeing in this next generation, it seems like next gen is all going to be about streaming. Right. So I think this kind of game will fit very comfortably in there where you can just have like, hey, yeah, we're just making choices. We can both play at the same time. And it's like we're experiencing this story together. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to copy this model, I think. Yeah. 
I could see that. It, it depends on obviously like what kind of game they're building. But if it's going to be like a really story-driven game and you want it to be multiplayer or have a co-op capability, you could absolutely go down this avenue and be like, let's experience the story together and have all these different branching patterns and ability to change the story and have that kind of impact uh, for a game that if the developer wants it to be something that's unscripted and free reign. Yeah. So, And it's – the gameplay is – even though it looks so much better – the gameplay is a lot similar to like the the Telltale games, rest in peace Telltale, where they had like you're just picking dialogue options and quick time events and that determine the story. And those games are always like they were always single player experiences. I don't think I've, I'm, I even when I was playing those, I never like passed the controller or anything like that. But every time someone else had played that and I was talking to them, the conversation was always like, Oh, what happened with you and stuff. And now the conversation is like, okay, seriously, I need to know what happened with you. Cause it affects my story in, right. like, in a direct way. So it's, yeah. it's a nice element to add on there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I saw that and I just think, and it takes, it takes cooperative to a completely different level. Yeah. Definitely. Because like when we've done cooperative stuff, like even if it's like a shooter or something or, like, like, like Siege or something. We can go through the entire game without communicating at all, if we so choose. We try not to, but, like, sometimes we just don't talk. But, like, to actually, ha- like, make vocal co- cooperation, like, a necessity in certain instances, I like that. Yeah, and it, so. it adds that competition element to it, too. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Co-operative? Are we? Is Co-ompetition? it? Co-ompetition? <laughs> Co-ompetition? Co-ompetition? co No, yeah. Cooperation. Yeah, basically. We'll work on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's definitely a new way to play. So I, I think it's definitely something that should be highlighted. And I'm excited logistically, but I just won't play the game. I think you should play the game. I it's don't like horror scary, things. Right? I don't like it, it's a horror game. Like, and I am a pussy. So it's just like, and you can you can clip that however the fuck you want. Like, I get scared so easily. So. I, I'm definitely sold. I'm going to get Man of Medan. What about you, Chance? I, I mean, I'd probably get it. I'd play it out with Pat, and I'm if when Rick buys his Xbox, or... Rick from the grave will play this beyond the grave. Yeah, he has one more life left, so... So you're telling me I, I, I'm going to play this horror game with someone who's actually dead? Absolutely not. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> All right, yeah, so uh, definitely check that out. Keep an eye out for that in August. Uh August thirtieth, also when the Blair Witch game comes out. So another game I will another game I will not be getting. I don't know what it is with game everybody pass, going down man. the horror night or horror theme. Like what the hell? It's Game Pass, man. Come on. Why can't they just make like a happy game? Like Little Big Planet. That was a fun game. Make this a happy ending. But I have to endure so much horror. Support subtitles. Wow. <laughs> Those of you who are fans of our podcast know we like to end the show with uh, a little thing called Subpar Subtitles. It's a, it's a game we play where we take the fact that games really like that model of naming where they have the game franchise, colon, subtitle. And that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, games do that very often. So what I've done is I've taken four fake or four real subtitles and then one fake one. And your job is to find the fake one. All right. We used to do this in rounds. We got feedback that it's better to for audiences to play along if we just do that one specific round. So uh, for three points, 
Uh, we've been keeping score pretty much this entire time. So yep. Um, Zach broke double digits. Yes. Um, last time he's at ten. Um, I had a what? Huh? Barely double digits. Yeah, I hey, had barely double digits is still double digits. Like I got a little greedy, had a little mishap, and I'm still at sixteen. And uh, Rick pulled further away, and he's at twenty six now. One of us needs to score a point. That way, our scores combined beat Rick's. Right. Which is still embarrassing. <laughs> like, all right, ready? Yeah. All right. Pure sport, language arts, lightning slash, the curse in the heart of the city of gold, edge of time. I'll repeat them again. So pure sport, language arts, lightning slash, the curse in the heart of the city of gold, and edge of time. I'm gonna go with B. Language arts for Zach. Three. Oh no. Yeah, I'll do the lightning slash. Lightning slash for chance. Okay. So now you guys have the option to keep your answer. And if it's the correct answer, you'll get three points. Or you can choose to say that they were all real games or that they were all fake games. If you choose all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, you will get double the points. So a total of six. Zach? I'm just going to stay. <laughs> Zach is staying. Chance? What should I do? Up to you. You have to tell me. Which Go one. all fake, Chance. Do it. Trust my instincts. <laughs> You're in that, that, that he himself did not trust. Five seconds or you, you don't get to answer at all. Okay, Four, I'll say three, they're all fake. Two, okay, Chance is saying all fake. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. What did you want? You went with... Uh, I went with B, language arts. Okay. Mm, I stayed. Pure sport. Fake game. Oh, fucking hell. Now the next one's going to be real, though. I got that off my Old Spice. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic Cookoff, Language Arts, Real Game. Right. Armored Troopers, Votoms, Lightning Slash, Real Game. Aztec, The Curse in the Heart of the City of Gold. It's a hell of a title. I know. What game was like? When was that made? PS1, I believe. PS1, so way back. Spider Man, Edge of Time, Real Game. So they're all real. No. Oh, no, the first one. The first one was fake. <laughs> I was going back and forth between A and B. And I just like, eh, I won't Edge of Time seemed very familiar. So I was like, I know it's not Edge of Time. I didn't, I didn't remember Spider-Man. Curse yeah. in the Heart of the City of Gold was way too long to be fake. <laughs> so that would make sense why I said all fake, because I should have known that Edge of Time was real. Right. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have trusted my instinct. All right, so yeah, the scores score stay the same. Nothing happened. So nope. 26, 16, and 10. You can't even beat a dead man. Uh, but anyway. Phrasing? <laughs> Phrasing? Come on. <laughs> no all right sorry that was shocking so, i'll save myself up thanks for listening remember you can catch us every monday on google play apple Podcasts, stitcher or spotify you can reach us with any questions comments concerns or if you want to talk about how bad zach is at this game or how chance can't seem to get any points when rick's not here at tugpod on both twitter and instagram at tug underscore pod on instagram just tug pod on twitter uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star reviews for every other.
Happy birthday, Rick's mom. Happy birthday. Yay.